You are listening to the Grow Your Local Business podcast, where local marketing expert and life coach Leslie Presnell shares the strategies and the mindset to help you reach more people in your city and bring in a steady stream of clients. All right, let's dive in. Hello, welcome to episode 22, how to make local events work for you. So we're going to talk about events today. And yes, I mean events for you as a service-based local business owner, even if you're thinking right now that events can't work for you. I want you to stick around because this episode is really for the person who thinks that events can't work for you as a vendor or participant, for the person who thinks you can't really get new clients at events or that people won't really care about your services at local events, or you don't really know how to do events or position yourself at events. And on the other hand, if you do already do events and they work well for you, then this episode will help you up level what you're already doing at events so you can meet even more people at events and make even more connections and keep these people in your world even after So they become leads and then potential clients. So I started hosting my own local events here in Baton Rouge. Gosh, I don't know, 20 in 2015, 2016. And I've put on all sorts of events. So if you've been listening for a bit to the podcast, then you may know that I got my start as a blogger. And one way that I knew I could add another revenue stream into my business was by hosting my own events. And the other side of that was really like looking at my city and looking at what was missing and wanting to bring new and fun things into my city for people really like me, like people who just wanted fun things to do. So I started creating events that I would want to go to. So I've done, you know, pop-up shopping events. I've done networking events. I've done festivals, large-scale shopping events. So most of my events that I have put on and hosted have included vendors. So I've learned a lot about what works for vendors at events and what doesn't. So don't worry, like this specific episode isn't about you having to go and create and host your own events, although you totally can. But this episode is really about how to participate in an event that's already happening in your city and how to get the best results from it. Like, how can you get the most people to stop and look at what you're offering and seeing what you're all about? Like, how to get the most people engaging with you, how to get people interested in what you're doing and how to get leads from events, and how to get clients from events. I've just seen firsthand what works and what doesn't. And now I work with a lot of clients inside my program who are out there doing events often. So they're out there testing things, seeing what works and what doesn't. So I just have a couple ideas for you today because I truly do believe that as a service-based local business owner, you can make events work for you. I think sometimes we think events work best for product-based businesses. Like if you're selling something, B2B, 
Because if people are walking around at a market or a festival or a pop-up or some sort of event like that, we think it's easier to get people to come in and browse your booth if you have products for them to look at, like clothes or art or candles or jewelry. So I get that. But I also want to offer that that doesn't necessarily have to be true and that you can be really successful at events, even if you don't sell physical products or even if you're not trying to sell anything at all right then and there at the actual event. But the first thing I want to say about events is not every event is going to be the best event for you. So pick events happening in your city that you know your ideal clients are going to. So really spend some time doing some research, like look around on Facebook at upcoming events or in local magazines or on your city's tourism website. Like there are plenty of places to go and see what all is happening and The events that you attend can be big. They can be, you know, festivals, expos, conventions, markets, but they can also be small, like pop-ups or meetups or smaller industry-specific events. So when I say event, I don't want you to think that everything you do has to be this large-scale thing. It can be intimate, too. Like, every event is just another chance to meet new people. Even if it's small, a small event with the right people can have a huge impact on your business. So that's kind of the first thing I want to say is just spend some time really thinking about the type of events that you want to do and researching local events and what type of event would work best for you and where your people are. And also, just remember, I'm really using the term event loosely. An event could be as big as taking up an entire blocked off section of a city all the way to being in someone's living room. So decide what events look like for you. So now let's talk about once you're at an event, like how to really grab people's attention and possibly even get you know new leads or new clients from events. And either way, Events are great for visibility, for brand awareness, and just getting noticed. It's your way to get your name out there in a really simple way. Then there's the major perk of also getting leads and clients, whether those clients happen right then or there at the event or after the event. So I also just want to say that 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 it's totally possible that you can get clients right then for sure. But I also want to offer that it's easier or could be easier to go into the event with the intention of just meeting people, letting them know that you exist and that you can help them. And then you can get to work on converting them and making them a client after the event, which we will totally get to. But first, we just want to get their attention and meet them. So when you're at the event, The first tip that I have to really get people's attention is to make your booth or your table or your setup interactive. Basically, you don't want anyone at an event to just walk by your booth or your table without stopping. So this is where your creativity really comes in. How can you make your booth interactive? What can people actually do? 
do at your booth? How can you show them that you can help them? What's going to grab their attention and bring them in? So when I was a social media manager, one of my clients was a gourmet kitchen store in New Orleans, and they sold cookware, drinkware, and just all the kitchen things. And they also did cooking classes in their store. And I went to Chicago with them one year for this huge kitchen expo that was held at the McCormick place. And there were all these kitchen retailers there, like you name it, they were there, you know, KitchenAid, like everybody was there. It was huge. And the McCormick place is like the largest convention center in North America. I looked it up. Like it took us days to go through this expo and see all the retailers and visit, you know, all the booths on all the floors. Like it took a very long time and I'm still not sure that we saw all of it. There was just so much to look at. So of course there were booths that you would walk by and you're like, yeah, yeah. Like there's a booth full of vegetable peelers, like whatever, nothing exciting. But then there would be a booth that had vegetable peelers that you could go in and peel vegetables. Like they made it interactive, right? They gave people something to do. They let people try the products ahead of time. They showed them results ahead of time. They let them test it out for themselves. And I remember there was this booth full of jars, like glass jars. It was a Kilner booth. And Kilner is just a glass storage company, so like jars and canisters and things. They could have easily just have had a bunch of jars in their booth, and everyone would have walked right on by. But instead, they had all these stations set up within their booth where you got to use the jars. So one station, they had a butter churner attached to a jar. So you could literally sit there and churn butter. Then they had a station where you could press tomatoes into the jar and make tomato sauce. They also had a station where you could use the jars to brew cold brew coffee or kombucha. So all the things that they were doing were using their jars. And I went and looked it up and this company was created in the mid 1800s but they are still out there innovating and thinking, how can we still get people interested in our jars? How can we get people paying attention? What are current things that our people are struggling with in the kitchen that we can help them with? So that's what they did. There was also a Nordic Ware booth and Nordic Ware is bakeware. So like cake pans, bun pans, all the things. And they were coming out with a Disney frozen line of bunt pans and snowflake pans and things like that. So they were building up all this hype around this new launch and they had frozen stuff everywhere, music playing, like cutouts of characters. And there was this big tent in the middle of their booth. Because this release of the new Frozen line was like on lockdown. It had not yet been released. So they made us sign waivers that we wouldn't take any pictures or, you know, we wouldn't go talk about it on social media. And we got to go in the tent where 
there was even more frozen music playing and even more frozen stuff. And we got to see this very exclusive frozen bakeware. So they just did a really good job of using this event in their booth of building up hype and making it an experience. I remember these booths and these were years ago. So how can you make your booth interactive as a service? How can you get people excited about what you're doing? How can you get them to engage? How can you give them something to do? How can you give them a mini transformation or a mini result ahead of time? How can you show them what you're all about? And I really want you to use your own creativity and think about what you can do with the services that you offer. How can you make it fun? And there's really no right or wrong answer here. I just want you to think about what you could do. And it doesn't have to be a home run, like frozen style event, (laughs) your first event you do either. Like you're going to learn and grow as you go. You're going to figure out what gets people's attention and what doesn't. And again, it comes back to making sure your right clientele is at that event too. So my second tip to really make events work for you is to have a way to collect people's email addresses, because this is how you're going to be able to connect with people after the event. This is how you're bringing them into your world as potential leads or clients. So you're going to collect their email address so you can nurture them after the event. So maybe you add them to your regular email list and then they just get your regular emails from now on. Or Maybe you even email all your new subscribers that you just added from that event something special. This could be a welcome or an introduction email. It could be a special offer. It's totally up to you, but you just want to make sure that they are added to your email list so you can now communicate with them regularly. So let's talk about how to do that. I think gone are the days where you can just say, join my email list or subscribe to my email newsletter. Like people really want to know what's in it for them. And this goes back to your client and how you can help them. So can you offer them some sort of incentive at the event in exchange for their email address? Maybe you give them a freebie or a discount or something exclusive for joining your list. Maybe they're entered to win a giveaway and they enter the giveaway by joining your email list. You may want to try different things at different events to see what's going to work best for you, but just have a simple way where people can sign up and give you their name and email. Maybe you have a sign-up sheet on your table or a bowl with slips of paper that they can just jot down their name and email for a giveaway. Or maybe you have a laptop or an iPad ready to capture people's name and emails, or even have a QR code that people can scan. Just make it super easy and make sure that they see it and make sure you're telling people throughout the event to sign up. Because if you're not, people probably aren't going to do it at the rate that you want them to. I know we think, like, well, it's there. The sign-up sheet's there, the bowl's there, the QR code's there, they'll see it, they'll do it, they won't. 
Maybe a couple people will, but most people will need to be told what to do. Think about how you give calls to action in your social media post. Let this be your call to action at the event. People need to be told what to do. So tell them to join your email list. Tell them why. Tell them what they're getting. Tell them how to do it. And I want to say one final thing about this. Like, yes, I'm a huge advocate for growing your email list. I think you just have so much more control over emailing your people and making sure they see your emails versus only posting on social media. But if you don't have an email list yet and you have an event coming up, you have the option of still collecting names and emails with the intention of adding them to an email list when you're done. But if you know that right now you're just not focusing on email and that you're just going to focus on social media, then use everything I've said and apply it to social media. Have them follow you instead of giving you their email address. Okay, so into my last tip. My last tip is to talk to your people that are coming by. Be friendly, be engaging, even if you feel uncomfortable. Events can be super uncomfortable, especially if you're not used to doing them. You can feel awkward and salesy and just know that that's normal. But when you're feeling like this, typically what happens is you kind of go inwards and put all the responsibility on the people. Like, okay, I've set all this up. They see it. If they want it, if they're interested, they'll stop and ask. I'm just going to sit here, right? But I want you to take full responsibility during the entire event, even if it's uncomfortable. And it doesn't have to be in a pushy, salesy, creepy way. You're just a person talking to another person. You're just meeting people. You're just telling people what you do and how it works. You're offering to give people even more value through your setup, through your booth, through your email after. So you're truly there to give value and serve and just help your people. I'm not asking you to chase people down (laughs) and force them to pay you, but I don't want you to sit back and not engage with people thinking they'll come to you if they're interested. You're there to engage. So remind yourself of that. So when the awkward and uncomfortable feelings come up, that's okay. You can allow them to be there and just know that nothing has gone wrong. Just say like, okay, we're still going to do this today. Even if we feel awkward because I have something amazing to offer my community and there are people out there who want or need what I have and I'm willing to feel uncomfortable as I talk to people today. And you're going to learn so much with every event that you do. You're going to learn what worked and what didn't. You're going to get better every time you do it. So your confidence is going to grow. But you have to be willing to be uncomfortable now and believe in your capacity to do something, even if you've never done it. And you're going to have to be willing to do that over and over again. That's what you're signing up for. You're signing up to take action, to put yourself out there, to potentially fail and not get the result you wanted 
and possibly feel embarrassed, inadequate, defeated, but you're willing to do all of that. True self-confidence is just trusting yourself and knowing that you can experience any emotion, including failure, even the defeat, even the awkwardness, even the embarrassment. So putting yourself out there at events may not come naturally to you. It did not come naturally to me either. I'm fairly introverted and socially awkward sometimes. Like sometimes I'm like, what do I do with my hands? Like, I don't know. Usually I'm more in my head when I meet people, but that's not a reason not to do it if you see the value of doing events. If you see events as a possibility to meet people in your city and as a way to show them how you can help them, Be willing to feel uncomfortable and awkward. If anything, do it because you know that that's what's going to make you better. You're willing to do the stuff that scares you because you know you have your own back. And just plan for how you're going to treat yourself and how you're going to talk to yourself when people do walk by and pass by your booth or when people are not interested in what you're offering or when people do tell you no when people don't want to sign up for your email newsletter, because that will happen. Every single person at an event isn't your person, and that's okay. Just like every single person on Instagram isn't our person. But we're still going to show up and have our back through all of it. Okay, so those are my tips on how to make local events work for you. I really do believe that even as a service-based business, You can use local events as a way to be more visible, meet more people, tell them what you do and how you can help them. They're a great way to get more leads, to build your email list, and to continue to nurture your people and communicate with them after. Events and just being out in your community can be one of the best ways to meet your perfect local people and to meet people who can refer you to your best local people. So go do some research. See what type of events you could start participating in. Think about how you can make your booth or your setup or your table really engaging. How can you show people you can help them? Collect those email addresses and be willing to feel uncomfortable. You're only going to get better and better. All right, my friends, I will talk to you next week. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, I want to invite you to check out my program, The Localpreneur Bootcamp. This is my coaching program for business owners who are ready to become the local go-to in their industry with a steady stream of clients. You can find more information at lesliepersonal.com and I'll see you inside.